Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to yet another interview here with... Uh, uh, the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. This is part of our interview series. And today, I will be, uh, we're talking with Hicks. Hicks is an accomplished songwriter from the south of Sweden with multiple gold and platinum records to his credit. His Rock Edge songs have been recorded by artists like Jimmy Jameson of Survivor, Dan Huff of Giant, Bobby Kimball of Toto, Little River Band, Grammy-nominated Toby Hitchcock, and Grammy winner Barbados. He's also written with Nashville heavy hitters like Anthony Smith, Dallas Rogers, Dennis Morgan, and Sharon Vaughn. In June of 2014, Hayride became his first official U.S. radio single released on MTS Records. It reached the Music Row chart top 80, making Hicks the first Swedish artist to chart on Music Row. And uh, in May, just uh, this, this May here, a couple months ago, he released I Belong to You, uh, which is a great song. And if you guys have been listening uh, to our music versions of the podcast, you know that we've played this, uh, his song. So, Hicks, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so to you. much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> so how did you... Um, how did you get interested? So you're you're in you're uh, first of all we're talking to Hicks. He's in Sweden, so yeah, <laughs> so I'm in the like capital. First cap- I mean, yeah, I'm I'm in the capital of Sweden. Am, am I the first Swedish artist you're interviewing? I think so. Yeah, Woo! yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Let's rock. That's cool. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, you are you are right now you are uh, in the in the country genre and. Um, uh, and your sound is like kind of like sort of like crossover kind of, but you have a sort of unique uh, style too. It's it's uh, it's uh, you have your own signature sound, so it's it's not exactly what's happening, but it's may- maybe on the cutting edge is what I like to think about what you sound like. Um, but how did you get started in music? Well, take us to the beginning. Started, oh, well, then you have to go back all the way back till I was only two years old. And that's when it all started for me because I uh, I grew up on country music. My mom, and my grandpa, are big country music fans, and they played country music when we were at home or having a party or everything. You know, it was country music we played. And one night, I used my grandpa's big shoehorn as an air guitar, and I was two years old. And I stood there in my di- diapers playing air guitar to. <laughs> Johnny Cash, Jim Reeves, and Hank, and all the old timers, and everybody said, "Well, he's going to be a musician," and they were right. So it started there. The passion for music started there. But I did my first professional gig when I was twelve. I was playing bass in a rock band, and uh, I wanted to play country. But growing up in Sweden, country music isn't that big a deal over here. We play country music on radio, but it's not not that much. And all my friends wanted to play rock, and I didn't mind, so I played rock 
uh, and that was cool. And uh, I thought it was amazing to walk on stage in front of screaming fans. And I was thinking that, hey, somebody's paying me to do this. This is the coolest (laughs) job ever. (laughs) So so I stuck with it. But then I leaned more towards songwriting. I started writing songs for the band I played in. And then other bands started to call me and ask for songs. And after a few years, I stayed in the studio, just started to write and produce songs for others. And I gave up playing live for many years. I uh, saw myself more as a songwriter than an artist. I thought I was done with that. And I wrote a lot of rock songs, but I always been writing country songs. But I did those songs just for my own pleasure. Because like I said, the country scene isn't that big over here. And I was mostly into rock. I got connected with all the great bands that you talked about. And so I started writing for those guys. And those country songs, they were there. And I didn't know what to do with them. But I went to Nashville and had a meeting with uh, a producer and a manager. His name is Ryan Thomas. And I play my songs for him, hoping that we could pitch the songs to the artist he was working with. And at the time, he was working with Brooks and Don, Alan Jackson, Reba McIntyre, Montgomery Gentry, all the big names in the country. And he listened to the songs, and then he said, no, we're not going to pitch those songs to anybody. And I thought, man, are they that bad? But he said, no, you're going to do them yourself, because you have oh. a sounder. Like you said, you have a sound there that nobody else had. So it's going to be hard for those artists to cut those songs because they have to rearrange them and do something else with it. But you should do them yourself. Go back to Sweden, record them, and I promise you it will work. And he was right. That's 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 great um, because that's usually not what happens. <laughs> so no, that's and great. I mean, when I recorded those songs, I mean, the industry, the music industry over here, when I approached them with my material, they were just like, no, man, you're too old. No, not country music. Don't write country music. Don't go there. Don't do that. Are you yeah. crazy? There's something wrong with you because nobody <laughs> will ever play your songs because you're from Sweden. If you want to be a country artist, you've got to live in Nashville. And in Nashville, they told me, well, you've got to go back to Sweden if you become a star there first before we can do anything here for you. Yeah. So I just thought, well, then I go, I'm going to go ahead and do it myself. And so I put up my first single, that was Mama's Kitchen. And I just put it out. I, I made a video. And I put that video on. I loaded it up on YouTube just to see if I would get any response because I didn't have a clue. I liked the song. And my producer, Eric Martin, from you loved the song. And Ronnie Thomas, the guy I talked about, you love the song. And he said, yeah, let's put it up there and see what happens. And bam, it happened. <laughs> I mean, it took off like crazy. I started to get mails and questions from all around the world from DJ saying, where can we get a hold of your song? Send us an MP3 of the song. We want to play it on our show. And I, I wasn't prepared at all. I didn't have a website. I, I, the songs weren't on iTunes or Amazon or anything. I just had the video on YouTube, and I was just like, whoa. So I, I did everything backwards. Um, but I, I, I mailed the songs like crazy to all, all the DJs that wanted the songs, and then the songs started to 
find its way into charts that I didn't even know existed. And my current manager found me there on one of those charts and said, hey, like yourself, let's do something together. And we started working together, and he's been great. He has opened up a lot of doors for me. So... So, so it sounds like so it sounds like you're you know you you found the path you know with the with your own style. Um, speaking of, so tell me a little bit about the style that you have because um, like I guess what I'm trying to get at is like what are your sort of songwriting influences like you have a unique sound. Thank you, I, I appreciate you saying that because that's what I'm striving for. Uh, I love the music that is produced in national, and but. They already do that, and they do it so well. And I don't want to be a copycat of anybody. I, I just, I just, I want to sound like me. Right. And my voice is big and very gravelly, um, so I can't do those uh, sweet songs. My <laughs> song. No, you know what I mean. I, 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 I can't know. do those uh, cute songs. It, my voice, it, it, it sounds ridiculous. I try. It's just like, no, come on. Give me something real because I, I, I need that bluesy, graspy, rock edge country songs. Like yeah. I said, I, I, I grew up listening to country and then in my teens, I lean more and more towards rock. So I have one foot in country and the other one in rock. And I choose, when we started to recording, I, I choose to record here in Stockholm and using a lot of Stockholm musicians that play country and listen to country. And I have some guys from Nashville and Austin playing just so I get a mix of right. my rock country sound with the contemporary country sound. So I, I guess that's why it sounds the way it does. But do you have any, like, like in, when, in terms of songwriting influences, do you have, like, any people that you go, like, yeah, you know, f that you really feel like are kind of, like, maybe in the back of your mind when you're writing a song, or you don't even think that way? Well, I, I get influenced by great songs, and I don't care if it's a pop song or if it's a rock yeah. song or punk or, or whatever. I just love great songs. Okay, and uh, earlier you mentioned that you were writing um, songs and like you have this great list of people that have recorded your music. Now, how did how did that come about? How did you end up getting your music in the hands of these people? Well, it, um, me and my my producer Eric Martinson, he's my main co-writer um, guy. I go to when I write songs, and he was working on an album with his band. His band is called Eclipse, and it's a hard rock band, and they are signed to Frontiers Records in Italy. And that's the biggest hard rock label in the world these days. And mm. they have all, all the Little River Band. They have the guys you mentioned, and they have White Snake, uh, all, all the great bands these days. I think even Journey is on that label. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, and he started asking us for songs for different projects. Like, hey, you want to write songs with these guys? Yeah, sure. We wrote a song, and they loved it, and. And so it snowballed from there. And, oh, okay. And, and then when Jimmy Jameson was up to do his solo album, he wanted us to write it. He uh, called the label and said, hey, I want to work with those guys. So we had made a name for ourselves in that genre. And then we did a river band uh, 
contacted us for a song and Bobby Campbell and, and yeah, it rolled on from there. It was just blessing and uh, really, really cool, you know, working with those guys that you grew up listening to. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. You get to it's work with really some of your awesome. heroes, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that the Jimmy Amigson album is by far the best album I've been involved with. Uh, I've been what, involved what, in a lot of what's the name albums. of that? What's the name of that album, uh, Hicks? The, the, the name of that album is called Never Too Late. And the theme is that never give up on your dreams. Uh, age doesn't matter. Where you live doesn't matter. Who you are doesn't matter. As long as you have a burning desire, follow that dream no matter what. And we wanted to write an album because when Jimmy, he was 62 years old when he sang. He died last year and it broke both me and Eric's hearts. His, his heart stopped. And so that was the last album he did. Uh, but we wanted really to capture Jimmy where he's at. We wanted to write an album for a guy his age. And because many artists, when they have other people writing for them, they are writing just general stuff that anybody at any age can sing. But when he sang those songs, he, he brought them so much to life than what we could do when we did the demos. First of all, he's a great, great singer. But then his life experience, everything he's been through, when he interpreted those songs, it was just like, wow. That's, that's just a great album. And he, he called us when we sent back the finished production to him. And he, he said, I'm sitting here in my living room crying. I, it's the best album I've ever done. So wow. that was that. Yeah, that was a huge honor. And and this idea that of like not giving up and age doesn't matter. That's sort of like a, a like a sort of reoccurring theme kind of in your life, isn't it as well? Yeah, it is because uh, many people are afraid to follow their dream, uh, and then they come up with all kinds of excuses. Oh, I, I got the wrong hair color, or I'm too old, <laughs> or I live. And you can blame it on a lot of stuff, or you can roll up your sleeves and go to work. Because if you want to find obstacles, you can find millions of obstacles, or you can just not focus on the obstacles and find a path that goes right through those obstacles. Because there's a path. There's a path for everybody. You just got to find it. Great, great advice. And I, uh, you guys at home who are listening, I hope that you are uh, paying attention to that. Uh, we pre, we, I preach that regularly on my podcast anyway, so I, that's why uh, I wanted you to talk about that. So thanks for talking about that. Um, so you've, got, you've had so many cool things going, and you talked about the Jimmy Jameson record. Um, can you want to name a couple, some other like, big like, highlights of your career so far that, that maybe you're really grateful for, really excited about? Yeah, the thing I'm most grateful for Coldline-wise is uh, a couple of months ago, I was in Nashville, and I got to work with uh, Steve Warriner. I mean, he's a country legend, one of the biggest country artists ever in. And, I mean, he had, I think he had 14 number ones on Billboard, 30 top tens, and... uh, 
and he's just the coolest guy. And he's one of my country heroes. And again, I'm sitting there working with somebody. I grew up listening to me. It's just like, so, you know, I have to pinch myself. Just, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and the coolest thing about that co-life, that was, I called him when I came to Nashville and we met in London last year where we played at the British CMA. And he headlined and I played just before him. And, and we became friends, hung out backstage and we stayed at the same hotel and we got to know each other and he invited me um, to come ride with him in Nashville. And said, yeah, we got to work. This is so fun. So much fun. And uh, I called him in Nashville and he said, yeah, we can work here. And I, I got a little home studio that we could work in. Oh, cool. I thought. And he came up to my hotel and picked me up there and we go out to his place and that little home studio. Come on. Are you kidding me? That was the biggest <laughs> studio I've ever seen. Just like, that was, it blew me away. Just like, do you call this a little home studio? Are you crazy? I mean, 10 families could easily live in that studio. <laughs> nice. was just, yeah, that was so cool. So, but we worked there. We wrote two great songs and, um, the, one of those songs is going to be uh, the next single. And the coolest thing about that is that both Steve and his son Ryan is playing on the song. So um, that's that's just a huge dream come true for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you have a song out, I Belong to You. Now, is that now is this, was this written with your songwriting partner, or is this just you? No, it's me, and it's uh, Eric, my go-to guy. And okay. the, this time we invited a friend of mine. His name is Jorgen Ellison, and he's a very well-known songwriter here from Sweden, but he has written two number ones for Kelly Clarkson, A Moment okay. Like This and, and Stronger, um, because we wanted to do something different. Again, I'm always looking for different new pads. And I, I, I have my sound. I, I sound the way I do, but I'm, I still want to evolve within that sound. Uh, so we, we invited him because um, he's a really pop, pop, pop guy. And we thought that could be cool just to mix it up. And, 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 and we sure did. He came up with some brilliant ideas and, and that was so much fun working with him. And, and I think the song is, is just amazing. I'm so proud of that song. It is. It's a really. It's. It is a very uh, like catchy tune. You know, you end up singing it in the shower. Sort of. You know, sticks with you. Um, uh, this is. I wasn't going to ask you this, but I'm just curious. You know, you write. You seem. You'd like to write with partners uh, a lot. Um, how does that work? I mean, does ever does each person have a job, or does it just? Are you guys just sort of like uh, uh, free forming ideas back and forth around a guitar? Like, like, give us like a little kind of inside glimpse. I think it's different every time for every song. Okay. Um, the co-write with uh, Steve, for instance, when I came out to the studio, he said, I have a cool idea for a song. And he had a title. It's called, I said, it it's taking a long time getting gone. And I said, yeah, it sounds good. Taking a long time getting gone. And we wrote a shuffle around the title. Okay. Uh, how, how good it is to be in one place that you don't want to leave, but you know you have to leave, but you're taking a long time getting gone. Uh, and the other song we wrote, uh, I had a title, uh, Stomp a Little Louder. 
and, and I just called him and said, hey, I have a cool title. And I have, and I got the melody on the hotel, so I just sang it to him over the phone. And, and he started thinking, hey, I, I got an idea for a riff. And then we met up again, and we started writing from there with the chorus and that, that guitar ring. And when we wrote I Belong to You, we met up three guys with one guitar each. And we just sat there and were banging around, throwing ideas uh, to each other. And then we just wanted to see what sticks here. Let's see. What, yeah. yeah. And yeah, so, so both the lyric and the song, the melody, we wrote it. At the same time, there it, it just kind of wrote itself that song. I think it was Eric that came up with the melody hook there. You know, I belong to you. Oh, that's a beautiful melody. And then we just, yeah, we, we took it from there. So it, I think it's different every time. Okay. Yeah, it's just kind of it's just kind of curious because a lot of people don't don't really know that world. And so I would thought it would be interesting to give people a little glimpse of that. So, okay, so you've done all this great stuff. You're working with these amazing people. You're writing these amazing songs. So what is next for Hicks? What's going on? Are you going on tour? Like, what's coming up next? Yeah, no, I'm going to do a one-night show in my hometown okay. uh, next weekend, next Saturday. And I think what I heard from the promoter, it sold out already. And it's just me and uh, an acoustic guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, because it's a fundraiser for um, a project that I'm involved with. It's called Translating to English. It's kind of like sports for everybody. Okay. These guys, these guys, they are um, taking care of people with Down syndrome or that has other disabilities or are very sick, and they help those kids to come out and play sports. And I just love that. I, because I, I come from sports myself. I've been training all my life, soccer and handball, and now I'm hooked in the gym. I just love it. And I think it's great because it's a cool way to socialize, to get to know other people, and you get to move and be healthy. I just love that. So, um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a fundraiser for those guys. Sounds awesome. Um, is there anything else you'd like to, before we close, anything you'd like to promote, your website, anything going on? Yeah, exactly. I want to say if you are interested to follow me and what's going on in my crazy world, you find me on hickscountry.com. It's hickscountry.com, and there are links to all my other social media, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. All right, everyone, that's hickscountry.com. Go there, uh, like, share everything that Hicks has because it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Hicks, man, it was so good talking to you. What do you got going on today? you doing anything today? We are preparing. I'm actually getting married tomorrow. What? Well, yeah. didn't ask you what was next. You didn't mention the fact that you're getting married. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just it, – it, it happened so sudden. It was just like – I, I don't think I have understood it yet. You know? <laughs> I, I think I think it's going to sink in tomorrow when I'm standing I hope there. So. I hope it sinks in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't you take? Oh, oh, it's today. Yeah. <laughs> so we are actually preparing for that. We're going to have uh, a little party here at home, and 
uh, yeah, so it's uh, okay. it's a cool, cool line. Well, thank you for taking time out to talk to us uh, on the day before your wedding, and congratulations, man. All the best to luck on that. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Hicks, you better go get uh, get your uh, business taken care of. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. HicksCountry.com, everybody, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, Hicks. Good luck, buddy. Hey, you too. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.